Hello, welcome back to the on this beautiful Tuesday. I'm with Sandy yet again. We are at episode five. Hard to believe that we have already been doing this for over a month now. So today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic that we mentioned in the very first episode. Sandy had talked about a book that she has learned from, that she has read, and she has had the opportunity to really engage and learn a lot more about this content. And it's this book is titled Building a Vibrant Community. It is by Quint Studer. And Quint Studer is out of Pensacola, Florida. And he wrote a book and the subtitle is called How Citizens Power Change is Reshaping America. And so in today's episode, Sandy is going to spend time educating the audience. And one of the reasons we feel like it's so important for her to educate the audience is because you need to understand what it takes in order to have a vibrant, thriving community. Good communities don't just happen. There is a science behind this. And Sandy is willing to do the hard work. And we have been talking about in each episode how she is willing to bring the right people to the table to have a vibrant community. And so I want her to spend some time educating you guys on the topics that Quint, this author, Quint Studer, talks about in his book. And you guys, you should definitely look up, and I'll put this in the show notes, the link on the podcast. I'll put a link to this author's website and his social media so that you can find out more information about him. But he talks about four key areas in this book of what makes a vibrant community. And so today, that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on these four areas, civic engagement, number two, downtown, number three, economic development, and four, education. These four components, research has showed time and time again, make for a vibrant community. And so first area we're going to dive into is civic engagement. And Sandy's going to educate us a bit about that part. Thank you, Vera. And good morning, everyone. It's been a delightful day. It's talking and thinking uh, about uh, what Thibodeau could look like with this quaint um, character of a of a city, and we're just so unique, and we just love our city with the vibrancy and the um, the attributes that it has. And how can we move forward to make it even greater? Just note that vibrant communities are about people. And if you think of any city you've visited, you think about the people there. And it's all about people working hard to improve the quality of life for all. And um, it's just going to be a, a matter of how hard do we want to work to get our city to where we want it to be. And it doesn't happen overnight. But we do know that educating and engaging citizens is so critical. Um, revitalizing a community takes more than just a plan. And we know that we need action plans to get things done. But it requires bringing the community with you, meaning how can I lead, bringing the whole community, all people together how can we have everyone aligned and rowing in the same direction? And that's so important when you're going up the current, you want to row in the same direction. Of course, it, it requires raising the knowledge of citizens so they will be well-informed 
on the issues that impact everyone's life. I like what the author Quint talks about that you can never have too much communication. And with civic engagement, first and foremost is you have to hear from the mayor. You have to hear from the leaders in the community as to what's going on, what's happening. And realistically, we know people are not just reading newspapers anymore, right? You know, that's not how information is necessarily getting out. We know people are be at civic events, see the, seeing the mayor be involved in what's going on at the com, in, on a community level and interacting with the citizens on a daily and weekly basis is so very important because it really starts sending the message that we are all moving together and we are moving forward. We are not going to stay in the same place, we are going to continue to grow. So before we dive into the concept of downtown, Sandy's going to talk a little bit more about the civic engagement. Oh, sure. As you all know that I am very civic oriented and civic minded. I'm a servant at heart, service above self. And it's so important that I lead and to help our residents be emotionally engaged in whatever projects that we see the city needs in all areas of our community. And it's very important that we have our civic organizations, our churches, and even businesses. What do our citizens think about the opportunities here in Thibodeau and what are our barriers? And then from there, we have our work groups, our, and uh, we also want to invest in our citizens to be engaged, to be, actually to be emotionally engaged and to see, to take note that keeping connected with this brings them back to the why. Why are we moving forward with these certain projects? Because we all know successful neighborhood projects plant the seeds of civic engagement. Together, they create a civic engagement infrastructure and is to get that vision out to our people. And it takes a lot of pride in what we have to accomplish. So we need to work together. And of course, when residents see uh, the successes, future community initiatives will gain the momentum in creating a physically sound community, diversity, infrastructure, education, and whatever it takes to bring in the civic engagement. And that's what I I want to lead in doing. So next we're going to dive into downtown. And remember, we are sharing information from when he moved to Pensacola, Florida. It was not what Pensacola, Florida is today, you know, 20, 30 years later when he originally got there. And he was someone who was involved in healthcare and running healthcare systems and hospitals. But he got his early start in special needs and the education side of his profession, which I feel like is really cool because that's how Miss Sandy also got her her start. And so he is he has looked to other towns, he studied other cities and saw what they were doing and he really got involved in the early work. He was not he was not the mayor of Pensacola, but he got involved as a stakeholder into the community of Pensacola and said, "What can what can I do to bring different people to the table in order to 
in order to be a catalyst for change, in order to create a, a city in which people want to visit, they want to work, they want to live here, they want to play here. What what can we do? And these are the four areas that they focus their energy and their efforts on. And Pensacola is now forever different because of that. And now they are bringing people into the city of Pensacola to do trainings and to do educational pieces where they they can actually learn how to be community changers in their cities and in their communities. So they're bringing in people, this author and his team are bringing in people and actually training them so they, they can go out and do this wherever they are in the United States, which is so cool that one community is helping another community. And so I really love that. But I want to dive into the downtown piece. What does the author say about the downtown piece and how is this so important? According to this, the author, which I find uh, so interesting, is that a great downtown is a requirement now for attracting young talent and the people judge an entire city or community by its downtown. And if you note, if you ever travel across the state or even the country or even internationally, you desire to see what does that city look like? What do they have to offer? And it's the heart and soul and the image to show what you have. So the urgency of our downtown of Thibodeau, and we've talked about a vision of the downtown walk areas, the bike paths, green areas to sit and talk and look at our historical facades and what we have to offer in our city from our quaint restaurants, coffee shops, sports bars, and our bayou. And hopefully we'll get to see a full-fledged um, bayou boardwalk and area alive. And as I read, historically, downtowns were widely recognized as the heart of a community. But if I can say this, I found this so interesting about um, downtowns in the early 1950s and 60s, that America's downtowns began a long period of decline back then because public policy, market forces, and the growth of the suburbs fueled by the post-war World War II that economic began to expand and America's love affair with the automobile and a desire for cleanliness, space and safety caused people to leave the city. And it drove people out of the downtowns. And then all of a sudden now the downtowns across America were abandoned and boarded up. And as we moved into um, the pendulum swinging back, people realized again how important important a real downtown really is. So the reasons for the comeback of the downtown, as you are hearing more of, is because society has a taste and a preference for change. And that's one of my strong suits here to have a change in our Thibodeau area where we still have our quaint downtown, but more and more people are wanting the livability and the walkability of this vibrant downtown. And many no longer want the hassle of the core ownership. And that's what's happening across America. And due to large, think about the technology, due to large part of technology, many people now can work anytime, anywhere from their residence or a coffee shop, et cetera. So it's very important that our downtown has color, energy, diversity, cultural amenities, and 
the perfect solution for us to be able to say, this is our downtown with vibrancy that we have to add to attract our residents downtown and also tourism. That even our residents want a place to work, live and play. And so that's what we want it to be. Well, thank you. I love thinking and dreaming about what downtown can be and that I hope to see much change and growth in my lifetime, but also my children and my future grandchildren of what what can be with more restaurants and shops and more things that, you know, people are drawn to the downtown area and especially with such close proximity to our bayou. So let's dive into the third point that the author speaks about, and that's the economic development piece. And as a, as a listener, I want you to understand that economic development is so much more than just workforce. And that's the points that if Sandy, you can really elaborate on and go into more detail that it's more than just the workforce. Yes, the workforce is important, but really explain to us what the author talks about in terms of healthy economic development. Absolutely. Economic development is usually the focus of federal, state and local governments to improve our standards of living through not only creation of jobs, but the support of innovation and new ideas, the creation of higher wealth, and the creation of an overall better quality of life. And when we think about economic development, we think that it's only a small business to large businesses, but economic development is often defined by others based on what it, it is trying to accomplish. So many times these objectives include building or improving infrastructure, such as roads, bridges, streets, sidewalks, improving our educational system through new schools. And when you, um, when you sit back and think, you go, ah, okay, if I want to come into this city and uh, start up a new business, well, what do the schools look like? What does it have to offer my children or the residents of this city? And also enhancing our public safety, fire department, Police service is our is our police. Um, I'm sorry, is our of city uh, a safe place to live? There are questions like that that new people or new business owners question. Or is there incentivizing for new businesses to open up in our location? These are all questions that individuals ask. Um, so it's so important that we understand economic development is a wide array of of a process that we need to really hone in on to be able to have a thriving community. And so we know economic development is so very important, but I, that leads to the fourth point that the author talks about is education and the education system. And that is everything from early childhood education all the way through college and career. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time kind of explaining what the author talks about when he talks about education. Yeah, before I go into education, I do want to add this, the uh, importance of how we as a city or as a mayor can really have a broad view of what it takes for us to sustain, to retain, recruit our businesses. And I am looking into a business liaison that can have the opportunity to meet with our small and large businesses and to help them with their establishment mentorship. And what people need to note is that 80% of new businesses fail in the first five years. And it's very, very hard for businesses to start up 
because of finding a location, permitting, finances, and what is it that a city can do to help support, help uh, bring in. uh, Research indicates also that if we can encourage our own children, even grandchildren in the future to open up their own businesses, you're more likely to sustain these businesses because they become philanthropic um, and they want to serve. They want to encourage others to remain here. They want to be uh, first on these projects that uh, develop the vibrancy of the city. So uh, let's think on that and uh, work on developing our entrepreneurship with our own uh, growing our own here in the city. All right. And let's talk about the last point, the education component and what the author talks more in how he elaborates on that. Well, what he has to say is a well-educated community with high graduation rates tend to have a strong talent base, which appeals to investors. So if we want investors to come into our city, it's very important that Our educational system is intact. We have quality schools. And another note, which I am very eager to uh, be uh, a part of and support is early childhood. And early childhood, and where people don't realize the importance of how the development of children from birth on to five is such a future growth for workforce development because 80% of brain development takes place from birth through age three and 90% by age four. Our duty as citizens of this community is support is to support early experiences for our babies or look, we have more um, families that are working. Parents need early childcare and not just an early childcare, but a quality early childcare and the effects of having an early quality provides for the foundation of all future learning behaviors and health. And we have to understand that the brain of children develops so much more. When you think of 80% of your brain is developed at that age, well, let's see what our city can do to support and work through supporting our city and educational system on that. Uh, task. And just a tidbit of information of Lafouche in our state. In Lafouche, we have 16% of our children that enter kindergarten on track. So when you think of that, you're going, okay, we need to look at what can we do as a city to help support, encourage quality education for our system, uh, our children and families. And that because you're looking at a kid that's four-year-old, that's four now, and what will he be in 15 years from now? And goodness, if we don't start thinking about that now, then we could lose children. And it's, uh, look, the research uh, shows that high quality early care and education can have profound long-term positive effects on children, including, let's not forget, fewer referrals for special ed services, fewer grade retentions, reduction in teen pregnancies, teen depression, and reduction in crime and poverty. Isn't that what we all want? And the way we can do this is being a part and supporting early childhood. And we want increased high school graduation rate. So it starts when these kids are from birth on up to four-year-olds. And let's not forget that we need our hospital support in educating moms, dads on the need to, um, 
father and mother children and how do they do this and how can we partner with the hospital and how can we partner with our um, educational system to help support. All great points that you brought up. I love the point that you brought up about relative, relative, I mean, very specific to our community, as you said, at the age of four, children who are entering into Lafouche Parish school system, only 16% are at grade level are ready. Yeah, a 16%. That's information we're receiving from the Louisiana policy uh, for children. And when you think of 16% of children enter kindergarten on track, imagine the work that our educators have to do to get our children on track, up to par, to be literacy ready and to increase our scores by third grade. And at this moment, we have less uh, percentage of children that are proficient in third grade. And this is a great start for us as a community to promote and support our quality early childhood centers. And I love that you say it's important that we promote and support and don't place all the burden only on the teacher because the teacher has such a huge responsibility, yes, to get that child to the next level, but also it starts beyond the classroom. I mean, it really begins before that four-year-old ever walks into a classroom. You know, I think about the access to books that a child has and does the child have parents who can read with them do, you know, we have a great library system here in here in Lafouche Parish and especially in Thibodeau. But you know, what is their access to early childhood education? What is their access to daycare centers and different types of childcare facilities? I know I talked to moms across um, Thibodeau and um, I have a friend who was recently accepted a job in Thibodeau. And right now her number one thing is where is my child? Because she has a child who's not school age yet, but needs early childhood education so that she can work in Thibodeau. She has called every available daycare facility, early childhood learning facility, and waiting list, waiting list, waiting list, waiting list. And so that's, that's a problem. We need, you know, to be able to have more access to those things. And I love that from a city standpoint, you are interested in those things. You want to get involved in those things and you want to help the people of our community. And making great points, Vera. And one thing that I know Pensacola has done is that they involve their hospital and in speaking with different individuals here, leaders in the community about what can we do to support like the hospital is that they can help moms understand how to make sure their babies are hearing enough words from day one, that moms are speaking to their children. They're engaged with their children. They're reading to their children. So you're thinking the hospital? Yes, they can do those types of trainings with moms and also our university helping with making certain that new moms have available little books for them. And how can we partner together with the city besides supporting and and advocating for quality childhood care centers? Actually, we don't have enough of those quality childhood care centers. And how can the city support that and also bring in the university, the hospital, and have a joint partnership with supporting moms and babies and to prep them for workforce development and to have a career that they can bring back to our city and be productive citizens within. Awesome, awesome info. 
It um it reminds me of have you ever heard of the Dolly Parton's Imagination Library and its free books for kids and her whole mission is to give the gift of reading to give literacy throughout the throughout the US. And that's something that local community partners partner with to bring that to communities. And so I don't know if we have something like that in Thibodeau. On the Dolly Parton uh, books here in Thibodeau, but it just depends on the, the time of year. And we've lost so much from COVID acti- with activities. And uh, I'm assuming that these particular activities will be brought back. But there are other things besides the Dolly Parton that organizations do from making certain that they have healthy books, little books for children to um, know what to eat, not to eat, how to have a good, a functioning brain to go to school. And uh, it's something that our educational system thrives on to making certain that our children are um, ready. All right. Well, a lot of good information today. I am going to end the link when we post the link for this podcast, whether you look on Spotify or whether you're on Apple Podcasts, I am going to put the link to this book to the author's website. I am also going to put a link to our downtown Thibodeau's website also because we have a great downtown Thibodeau that is really working on revitalization and moving forward. And so I want you guys to go out and support that. I'm going to put that link. And as always, if you have any questions, contact us on social media. We would love to hear from you. Sandy has a lot of events happening this week. She is going to be out in the community. She has different socials that she is going to be out also and talking with citizens and supporters. And so she's been busy all weekend doing that. And she will be tailgating is this saturday october 15th and game is on and uh so don't miss the nichols colonels game and come and see us at tailgating yes so sandy will have a tailgate spot and you have somebody cooking for you all right jambalaya we have jambalaya we have some goodies and drinks so come on out and visit with us okay so awesome if you're going to be local and you're going to be at the Nichols game, come by and stop at the Sandy Holloway for Mayor tailgate spot. We love to connect with you and chat with you. So until next week, thanks so much for...